1: Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy.
0: Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold, but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget just as soon as... Uh,
1: Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian.
0: All right, so there's a little bit of serious stuff we need to get to, so let's uh, let's get to this and move on. Because, you know, this is where politics and pop culture meet your opinions. We don't just do politics here. and When we do politics, we, you know, we sometimes editorialize. I mean, imagine that. Well, I mean, it's cool that, you know, we have we have opinions and, and so do you. The best shot at making incremental progress on the border in decades stands no shot of passing. The Republican-controlled House of Representatives. Even before the $118 billion package was unveiled last night. This border is out of control. And House Speaker Mike Johnson told NBC's Meet the Press the Senate deal would do nothing to help, declaring it dead on arrival in the House. On ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos.
1: How can a bill be dead on arrival and extreme mega republicans in the house haven't even seen the text hours after top house democrat hakeem
0: Jeffries spoke republicans did see the bill johnson wrote on social media it's even worse than we expected some gop senators are also against the package which is expected to get a crucial test vote this week Sagar Magani, washington yeah this is great i mentioned on the show friday that uh, there's there are Republicans who don't like this. There are Republicans who are actually admitting that they don't want to pass a bill because it's going to make Biden look good. And they don't want to make Biden look good. So once again, this is a reminder that politicians don't give a damn about us. They care about themselves. They care about the protection and preservation of their party. Their party is more important than you. And this is just a a sad reality in politics. I know there's other stuff in that bill, but they don't want to work on a new bill. They don't want to work on it. They don't want to pass. Republicans in general don't want to pass a bill that would secure the border. And Donald Trump has talked about, well, hey, if the border's not going to be secure, you know, okay, fine, good for me. So, again, we're just reminded that they don't care about us. And I don't know what it's going to take from us, the voters, we, the people of the United States of America, I don't know what it's going to take from us before things change. But you would think that we have the power to change things. But too often, there are people who are cheering on their side, and they don't want compromise the new c-word that nobody wants to talk about they don't want compromise no man you stick to it man you don't give them anything don't give them anything they're cheering on their side to not do anything and so it's just it's it's where we are today and and it's sad and as a registered independent you know i was a republican most of my life i have never registered democrat And I think it's interesting that that so many people think I'm some kind of whacked out liberal. I'm not. I never have been. Never will be. But I I couldn't register Republican anymore because the Republican Party left me. This is not the Republican Party I loved. This is not the Republican Party that that I promoted, that I I could relate to. This is a different Republican Party that is being taken over by right-wing radicals. So why are the right-wing radicals able to change things? It's because the, the moderates... The radical moderates, like myself, they, uh, I don't think they do enough. And there's so much pressure on, oh, you can't compromise, you can't do this, you can't do that. So again, I, I just remind you that this is where we are. This is a perfect example of how politics is more important than you and I. The protection and preservation of the party is more important than doing what's right for America. And in the meantime, what's happening? Thousands and thousands are coming across the border. So vicariously, the Republicans are supporting this process. Of all of his legal troubles that perhaps could pose the most trouble for Donald Trump's 2024 presidential campaign is headed to the Supreme Court this week.
1: On Thursday in Washington, the nation's highest court hears arguments over whether Trump can remain on the ballot in Colorado, where the state's Supreme Court ruled the Republican frontrunner had violated a constitutional provision banning those who engage in insurrection from holding office. Gerard Melioka, an expert on the Bill of Rights, had just published research on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment when he watched the events of January 6, 2021, unfolding. In September of 2022, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics succeeded in a legal test challenge against a county commissioner in New Mexico who was convicted of illegally entering the Capitol. Norma Anderson, a former Republican leader in the Colorado State House, is the lead plaintiff in the Supreme Court case. Colorado was chosen because state rules allowed a rapid challenge that could be fast-tracked to the state Supreme Court. The state of Maine has also barred Trump from the ballot under Section 3. That decision and Colorado's are on hold until the U.S. Supreme Court rules. Reaction from Trump supporters has been furious. Trump himself has decried them as election interference and anti-democratic. Jennifer King, Washington.
0: And a number of Judges around the country are asking Trump. Actually, they're pleading with Trump and the MAGA allies to stop using terms like hostages and political prisoners to describe people in jail on January 6-related charges.
1: 13:49 hours, declaring it a riot. <laughs> A federal judge in North Carolina, Royce Lamberth, presided over the trial of one of the Capitol insurrection suspects. He warned that any efforts to portray the violent mob that stormed the Capitol as political prisoners or hostages is a serious threat to the nation and could stoke more violence. Another judge in Washington, D.C., scolded a rioter with a long criminal record who complained the trial was unfair. That's something candidate Donald Trump said said on the anniversary of the insurrection. If you're with us, they put you in jail. Look at what's happened with the J6 hostages, the hostages. Trump has been floating the idea of pardons
0: if he's reelected. I'm Jackie Quinn. Well, let's set the record straight here. They're convicted criminals. Convicted criminals. And they're in jail. And to call them hostages or political prisoners, which I mean, there there are talk show hosts on the air across this country calling them hostages and political prisoners. Um, that's rhetoric. That's an opinion. It's an observation. It's a it's a, it's a divisive technique. But they are. Te- I mean, if if you look up the word hostage, if you look up the term political prisoners, there are specific definitions for that. And those definitions do not fit the J-6 related crimes. Those people are convicted criminals. Now, if you're a Republican and you support that kind of radical behavior in America, then beware. The other side could do that, too. Antifa is rough. Antifa is vicious and mean. And they do stuff. They, they'll do bad stuff. What if Antifa starts to take over the left, and what if Donald Trump gets elected, and what if something like that happens and it's inspired by the left? Those who are calling these people hostages and political prisoners, they're not going to have the same attitude if it's coming from the other side. So if you're an American, you got to be careful about how you approach this. President Trump is campaigning in Nevada ahead of uh, tomorrow's primary. He uh, had a big win this weekend, in South Carolina.
1: Joe Biden taking to his personal X account to thank primary voters.
0: South Carolina, we did it again.
1: Beating other Democrats, including Representative Dean Phillips and author Marianne Williamson. But it's a rematch with Donald Trump. Biden is focusing on as he officially opened his reelection campaign headquarters in Wilmington, Delaware, Saturday.
0: It's the weirdest campaign I've ever been engaged in. It's even worse than in terms of his behavior than the last time in 2020.
1: Biden now in Nevada, where early voting has begun in the state's Tuesday primary. In 2020, he won the general election there by fewer than three percentage points over Trump. I'm Julie Walker.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician.